Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm back in business, baby! The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to this episode of The Riley and Kimmy Show. The number keeps growing. We're at number 790. Right next to me is... Hi, I am your host, Patrick Riley. I am the villain of the story. That's so true. Welcome to this episode. We said 790, 10 away from the big magic number of 800. Don't know why it's a big magic number because, well, I guess it's a big magic number because it's 200 away from 1,000. Hmm. Wow. We're, wow. Yeah, we're climbing. We're moving Ooh. right on up there. Moving on up. Start singing that song, Kimmy. What TV show? That would be The Jeffersons. What? See, we're full of nerd stuff right here. We just kicked off with some trivia, and Kimmy won nothing. So, way to go. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. On this episode, we are going to have something kind of fun, Kimmy. We're going to go back in time. We're actually going to do a tribute to somebody very big, because if if this person had not been born, in my opinion, there would not have been a cartoon by the name of the Flintstones. Do you have any idea who I might be talking about, but don't answer it yet? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, Kimmy has no... Kimmy's sick in the studio. No, I'm fine. Kimmy's getting sick in the are you okay? I'm okay. Are you sure? Yes. Are you okay now? I just had a little frog in my throat. Oh. Well, oh, it's still there a little bit. Ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, okay, Kimmy, we'll, we'll, we'll go backwards here. We'll pretend that we're going back in time, that we're in the TARDIS, and we're going back to the Wayback Machine. Here we go, Kimmy. I said that we're going to go back. Can I the... say it yet? No, but do you have any idea who it might be? Mm-hmm. It was a person's birthday just the other day. Mm-hmm. A very big birthday mm-hmm. for a very big person. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that person is no longer with us. If they had not been born, though, I said that this certain cartoon probably would not have happened. Although, what that person is known for is not the original source where that cartoon really comes from. Mm -hmm. It was something else. (gasps) And we'll actually have a tie to that with something we're going to do as a tribute. Do I have you kind of wondering what might be going on here? I think I might know. You do? Mm-hmm. Even though we do not prep ahead, so Kimmy's not, you know, she hasn't she hasn't peeked any notes because you know why she can't? Because there are no notes. Right. There are none here. We fly without a net on the Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show often imitated, but never duplicated. We are mobile. We are global. You can hear us anywhere on planet Earth on any type of platform device. And you can find more ways to link to us right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Social media links right there. If you follow, like, or friend us, we do the same right back with you. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. Now, just around the corner, actually one week away from the day this show is uploaded, because we're uploading this on Saturday, right, Kimmy? That's right. One week away, we flip over, uh, the calendar's already flipped over, by the way, before the one week, but one week, we'll be in another month, right? Mm-hmm. We will be in the month of March. Now, in the month of March, it means the March Hare is running amok. Yes, I am going to be the March Hare for the entire month at every appearance we do. How's that, Kimmy? Yeah. Yeah, it's me, March Madden. Oh, no, okay, no, not actually. Although I might be the March Hare at this upcoming event. Don't know. Coming up on one week away is a very big thing happening in Orlando, Florida, a very big convention. And what is it called, Kimmy? It's called Conjure. That's and what- it will be 
at the Wyndham. That's right. It'll be at the Wyndham. And I thought what we do right now is check in with the show promoter, Ron, and find out about the special guests that'll be at Conjure. All right, let's check in with Ron. Welcome to the Riley and Kimmy Show. Ron, who are some of the guests that you have? All right. Um, so we have Tomar Pinnacott, which uh, these, these names are, are really fun to say here. It took me a while to tell the spellings. Um, he is best known as Hilo from Battlestar Galactica. And he was also um, the played the FBI agent on the Dollhouse. Uh, he also had um, was on Supernatural, the Continuum, uh, Arrow. So he's really a you know sci-fi staple. He's been in, in about everything. Um, and additionally from Dollhouse, uh, we have Deachin Lockman. Uh, she was uh, has also recently been on Agents of Shield, where she played uh, Sky's mother. Um, She's done many other uh, things as well. The let's see, the 100. Um, let's see. We also have Zoe Palmer. Uh, we're really excited to, to get her. Uh, she's one of the leads in the show that uh, just wrapped up, um, Lost Girl. And she has a new series, Dark Matter, that's on sci-fi that uh, I've personally been really enjoying. Um, we have Courtney Taylor, who's a voice actress. And she plays the, or she does the voice for the Soul Survivor in the Fallout 4 game. So it's really exciting to have her. And she's also done uh, voice work on the regular show. Um, she played Wonder Woman in several of uh, the animated series and games. Um, so we do have people from not only uh, people who have been on screen, but also the voice actors as well. Um, Dana Schneider, who is best known as Master Shake from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. One of the funniest guys that uh, I've ever met. Uh, he did the MC at our costume, one of our costume contests last year. We're trying to get him to do it this year, too, because he's just, whatever he's doing is just, just hilarious. Um, also, uh, Sandy uh, Pinnacott, sorry, <laughs> Sandy uh, Picard, uh, who's on The Guild, the show with uh, Felicia Day, and also The Legend of, of Neil. And he's doing a party bus. I don't know if you were on the party bus last year. Uh, no. Were you able to do that? Uh, no, exp- explain the party bus so, so we don't get too sidetracked here. Uh, for those nerds and geeks out there that uh, may not know what the party bus is. Okay. This was – I didn't know it because I had to stay at the main base and keep everything functioning. But apparently this was like the event at, uh, at Conjure where uh, St. Deep, he's got a, a big bus that seats like 50 people. And um, it goes around to various geek-themed bars in Orlando. And while going back and forth, he's discussing and or he, you know, just running jokes and just riffing with people. So it's really a, like a performance, interactive performance experience when they're going to and from places. And then while they're at the various bars, they just do other just crazy, wacky activities and of course some drinking. So it is definitely a 21 and up environment. But uh, it's uh, something that everyone who went under is like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely doing that again. That was just so awesome. And tickets for that are also available. All right. And you can find out more about the effing, and that is what it's called, the effing party bus on ConjureFlorida.com. And by the way, Kimmy, if you click on, like, the events that they have, you know, something, I think it's the tab at the con, you can find a video of the party bus and what they did last time in the big party bus <laughs> adventure. Hmm. So if you're curious about the party bus, you can find out more at ConjureFlorida.com. And by the way, at ConjureFlorida.com, they will have a cosplay contest, but not 
just a cosplay contest. They will have a costume contest on two days. They'll have one on Saturday and Sunday as well, Kimmy. Hmm. Now, Conjure is very proud to announce that this year's contests are sponsored by Central Florida's premier theatrical and cosplay supply boutique, Embellish FX. The Best of Show winner at each contest will win $500 and a specialized Warbler package by Embellish FX. So you don't want to miss out in the big two-day cosplay contest at Conjure starting March 5th, running through the 6th in Orlando, Florida. Where's that happening at, Kimmy? That is at the Wyndham on International Drive. And you can find out more about the costume contest, about the uh, effing party bus, the guests, by the way, comic book guests too. We forgot to mention Rob Gilry will be there of Chew fame. Billy Tushy will be there as well. And he's done so many things like she and I love his Vampirella, by the way. And Sergeant Rock and so many other things. He'll be there also talking about uh, current projects and he's there for signings. And Chad Thomas will be there, really known for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He calls himself a cartoonist. And we have interviews that uh, we just recently did with Rob Gilry and also Chad Thomas available right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. So don't forget, if you love costuming, the place to go, and you are in Orlando, Florida, March 5th and 6th, it is Conjure Comic Con. Well, it certainly is quite a costume, isn't it, Ralph? <laughs> that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Methinks I detect the presence of the green-eyed monster. You don't detect nothing. I'm not jealous of you, Norton. Just remember, any dope with $10 can rent a costume. That gives me a laugh. I'm the one that's going to win it. Oh, you're going to win that? Up to now, I wasn't interested in going into the contest. Not at all, pal. But just to teach you a lesson, once and for all, I am going into the contest with my own original costume that I will make up myself. And that is who we're talking about with the birthday. If he hadn't uh, been born, perhaps there would not have been the Flintstones. And by the way, if you'll notice, he was talking about cosplay, costuming back in the 1950s. And actually rivalry costuming going mm -hmm. on back in the 1950s. It's my favorite episode Kimmy, tell me who that is and what that's from. Jackie Gleason from The Honeymooners. That's right. Ralph Cramden there uh, getting into like a costuming war with Ed Norton. Classic episode. I love it. It, it's, uh, it deals with cosplay. And it was way ahead of its time. Yes. And he, he actually, Ralph does sort of win but loses in the end. Won't spoil it. It's worth checking out. It should be available on YouTube. Um, I know, I think MTV, or not MTV, MeTV runs the Honeymooners on occasion. You can catch that. Maybe somebody else does as well. But it's one of those episodes to really check out. Kimmy's right. Jackie Gleason. Born. Just uh, the other day, Kimmy. On the 26th of February. Hmm. Now, my question for you, Kimmy, is when did he pass away? Hmm. Wow. And how old would he have been if he had been with us on the 26th? Um, 100? That's correct. 100 years of age. Okay. And when did he pass away? When did he pass away? How about 79? He passed away in 1987. Oh. At what age? 87. 71. What are you looking at me so strangely for? 
That's my math. Well, after a long week. Kimmy's math. Thank that's you very much. That's interesting math there. I did not set you up there. I was not, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't one of those story problems in school. I you know. used to get, I, I was like, I thought I, I thought it was Move an easy, on. I thought it was an easy math. I, I, well, whatever. Okay. Wow. Anyhow, we won't focus on that very much. Now, Kimmy, he passed away in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He was a longtime resident of Florida. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Actually brought his uh, film production, television production to Florida after a period of time and spent many, many years here. Now, he passed away on June 24th. 1987, after being diagnosed, one year after being diagnosed with colon cancer. And what's really interesting with this, now he worked up until, uh, well, actually past the diagnosis, a year after the diagnosis, he still worked. Wow. Now, what's, why this is interesting is he did a movie where he plays basically an Archie Bunker kind of guy, okay? And mixed a little Ralph Cramden in with it. Now, he plays opposite of Tom Hanks in this movie, and it's in 1986, and it's called Nothing in Common. Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. Now, I believe Movies Network runs this on occasion, and right now as we record this, I think we're in the cycle where they might still run it, but we're flipping over to March. Maybe they won't for, you know, it might not be as often because they, they focus on certain movies per month. This one is worth checking out just from the aspect of seeing him act in this, you see a very young Tom Hanks. He's not not had that huge role yet. He's good. the The movie is eh, certain parts of it. You know, it's 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 it, I maybe for the era it was better. If I'm looking at it, you know, now because I didn't see it when it was out originally, but I've seen this movie now twice. I watched it because of Gleason. I love Jackie Gleason, and I love it even more because of the reason he's dying when he's making this film. Mm. He knows. He, he knows he's dying, mm-hmm. yet nobody knows. He didn't even tell anybody close to him that he is dying. The key is the character he's playing is also about to die mm. and could or couldn't, you know, maybe passing on. And why it's also of interest to me is if you know, and this is not to be preachy, if you know anybody that needs a little motivation in the world of diabetes, you want them to watch this movie just for a little bit because they do a scene, and it kind of amazes me in 1986 they did this, they show a scene with Jackie Gleason's foot that is totally discolored and 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 just totally gross out, okay? And it's how he's let his foot go. And it's very accurate, is my point. And he's about to possibly lose his leg, you know, go through the whole amputation bit, and maybe die because he's he's let his system totally go and he's let diabetes go unchecked and has a fear of doctors to the point where he would not deal with this. And... He's about to check out. Hmm. Now, I'm not going to spoil does he die or not. And I found it interesting because a character, his wife, says, well, nobody dies from diabetes. And Tom Hanks's character, and this is 1986, points out that it was the third uh, leading cause of death in that time period. Imagine that back hmm. then. So if you need somebody that needs just a little bit of motivation, please get them to just look at that part. It might, it might work. It may not. It may just say, eh, whatever, it's just a TV show, but it's not I'm, from somebody firsthand. I'm telling you, that's not, it's very accurate. What you, you see there, that part of it. Okay. And it's really cool from, or I don't know, cool be the word, but it's, it, it, to me, it's just, it says something about him that he was able to actually take this role, knowing that this character is on the verge of death and he's playing it, knowing that he is dead. Hmm. He knows he's going to check out. So to me, that is just, it's commendable. It's amazing. It, it's priceless 
to see Jackie Gleason in this. Have you ever seen him act in anything, Kimmy, besides The Honeymooners? No, I haven't. So you've never mm-hmm. seen him in The Hustler, where he plays Minnesota no. Fats. you got to check that out. I mean, he is opposite Newman. He is fantastic in that. And there's so many other things I could list of checking him out. I know you've never seen Smokey and the Bandit. Nope. Oh, I mean, to me, he steals that movie almost. You know, I mean, he almost does. I mean, it's it's close. And rumor has it that that movie would not have been done. Uh, Burt Reynolds was approached. It was his his picture, but he only would take it if Jackie Gleason was offered that role, and he would take the role as the sheriff in that movie. So you gotta at least check that one out. He's he, he is. He, He's something. He's not Ralph Cramden. Let's put it this way. He is totally a different character, and it's it's a trip. My my older half brother, he loved that thing to death. I don't know how many times he probably he's probably seen that movie. It was all because of Jackie Gleason, and in that movie. Hmm. What I thought we would do here, by the way, is uh, do a little tribute ourselves to Jackie Gleason with his 100th birthday. Now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com, we have a detailed, uh, just a whole, you know, setup that was done of videos of his work. Um, histories, and it, it's just if if you don't know the man, if you only know the honeymooners, this is something to check out, and that's available right at RileyandKimmy.com, right on our nerd news section. Just hit that tab, bam, you're right there. Okay, and another thing we'll do is we'll go to the world of old time radio because we have a way to tie in old time radio and Jackie Gleason, Kimmy, and you know the Riley and Kimmy Show loves to focus on the golden age of radio. And when we have the opportunity to maybe open a door or open people's ears to something that is totally forgotten, but it influenced so many things in pop culture right up to today. And definitely the television years, the early TV years, owe a lot to the golden age of radio. Now, Jackie Gleason had been in movies before he went to the golden age of radio, but his, his movie career just really did not take off. Uh, he was a nightclub act before even the movie role, and was discovered because he was doing kind of like a, a Don Rickles thing, insulting people in a New York uh, act, in an atmosphere. And Jack Warner, big movie uh, studio head, saw him and said, hey, here is a movie contract. Gave me a movie contract was like $225, $250 a week. His movies just did not, he didn't have a big role ever. And it didn't, it didn't, you know, didn't, didn't click for him. So he goes back and he starts working on a nightclub act and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And he gets into the old-time radio and is offered a role and starts to do extremely well. Now, he's paired up with somebody else by the name of Les Tremaine. Now, Les Tremaine, you're going to say, Kimmy, I don't know who that is, but you do in a way. Now, Les Tremaine, by the way, is an incredible voiceover talent, especially of the 1940s and 50s, especially in sci-fi films of the 1950s. So many sci-fi, fantasy, horror kind of things. He was the narrator, the voice guy, occasionally on camera playing maybe a scientist or something. And he did a lot of those, but he was also known for a TV show back in the 1970s, a Saturday morning TV show that I was a big, big, big fan of. And I I think you were sort of. Yeah, Les Tremaine played on that show in a creepy role, in my opinion, especially as I look back on it. He played mentor. He was driving the highways and byways with Billy Batson in that Winnebago, that, yeah, the Breaking Bad kind of thing, even though they weren't doing the Breaking Bad kind of stuff. <laughs> but it, they, I mean, it was creepy. Here's this guy driving around with, you know, the kid, and it was just weird. And it was, a, it was actually a twist off of what Shazam was all about and Captain Marvel kind of thing. But, and you know what? They were incognito, and they're driving around with the Shazam logo right on the front of the mm. truck. I, I, don't, I don't get it, okay? Anyhow, Lester Maine 
was rediscovered in a way for kids a little bit, you know, with with Shazam. But he was big in radio way back when. Matter of fact, at one time in the early 1940s, he was cited as having one of the three most distinctive voices on radio. Now, you would think Orson Welles would be this, but it was not. It was Bing Crosby, FDR, and Les Tremaine. Those were the three. Hmm. It's kind of kind of weird that Wells wasn't put into that category mm-hmm. there. But Wells, by the way, at one time, maybe a little bit before that, was the most recognized person in America, mm. more than FDR, which is bizarre when you really think about it. Hmm. And they teamed up together on a show called Double Feature, the Jackie Gleason and Les Tremaine show. And we have an example of that going back to 1944, August 13th, 1944, seven years before a big television program for him before he becomes almost a household name. So it's seven, it's seven years before that time period. Hmm. And a little bit more, I think it's like eight before we see Ralph Kramer. I think it's 52 and Ralph actually comes around in the world. So it's, this is way before that stuff. So you get to hear Jackie Gleason, a younger version of Jackie Gleason, and you get to hear Les Tremaine, all of this put together. It's really cool. You know, this is ear candy here. These are the beginning years of what we know now of Jackie Gleason. So let's go back in time. Let's uh, do a little rewind here to 1944. Actually, August 13th, 1944. The old-time radio program is called Double Feature, starring Jackie Gleason and Les Tremaine on Jackie Gleason's 100th birthday celebration. Here's your double feature. From New York, we bring you your co-host Jackie Gleason, Broadway comic, and Les Tremaine, with Patsy Garrett, Andy Russell, the orchestra, and today's special guest, Edgar Bergen, stars of Double Feature. Thank you, thank you. Well, Les, it was swell of you to come all the way from the coast to be here this evening. How did you enjoy your trip from Hollywood? Oh, it was nice, Jackie. But was that train crowded? There were standing people sitting on people who were standing on sitting people. (laughs) I know what you mean. The last trip I made, the train was loaded with soldiers. What crap games? It was the first time I ever saw a train pull into Grand Central on its knees. (laughs) (laughs) Jackie, I brought someone in from Hollywood with me. Andy Russell. You know, Jackie, Andy is a boy who doesn't say much, but when he does, wow. Andy, uh, say something to Jackie. Wow! Well, you know, Les, this boy may not say much, but when he does, it doesn't mean anything. Jackie, you're just the man I want to meet in New York. I understand you have a lot of pull. That's right, my boy. Yeah, and you need it. You've got a lot to drag. Ah. (laughs) Thanks, kid. Uh, Have a marshmallow. By the way, boys, I'd like to welcome you to New York on behalf of the mayor. Well, Jackie, do you really know Mayor LaGuardia? Do I know him? <laughs> Why, we're always together. Hmm, the little flower and the big pot. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a boy. Uh, tell me, Andy, how did you like New York? Oh, it's wonderful, especially Broadway. Fat ones, thin ones, tall ones, short ones. What buildings? <laughs> Well, one of the nicest things I've seen in the East is Patsy Garrett. Oh, so you've noticed our little apple, honey. Come on out here, Patsy. (laughs) Hiya, Cookie. Hello, pound cake. (laughs) 
Patsy, you've met the boys. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Mr. Tremaine, it's a thrill to meet someone from California. It must be a wonderful place. Yes, it is. You should visit it sometime. Well, everybody's been sort of warning me that all the California men are wolves, but <laughs> that's silly. Yes, isn't it? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just think. Three days ago, we were in beautiful California. Are your clothes dry yet? <laughs> now, wait a minute. That stuff about it raining in California is nothing but a vicious rumor. Oh, yeah? Well, the last time I was out there, I had to pump 90 gallons of vicious rumor out of my cellar. <laughs> it rained so hard, the brown derby shrunk two sizes. <laughs> well, in California, we refer to that as a heavy dew that did. Hmm. <laughs> Where do you live, Jackie? I happen to live in the garden spot of the world. Where's that? Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn, spell backwards, it's nil corp. <laughs> ah, yes. Good old Brooklyn. Now there's a town. Town? I thought it was a tree. <laughs> Say, Jackie, what's Brooklyn like? It's a body of land completely surrounded by Leo DeRocha. <laughs> Well, Brooklyn might be all right in its place, but give me California. Ah, California. Where you're awakened by the refreshing breezes from the beach at Santa Monica. You go into your grove and pick an orange from your tree. Then you stroll on your terrace, which I call my hacienda. And incidentally, I happen to have one of the most beautiful haciendas in California. (laughs) Just like Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, you're jolted by a refreshing whiff from the Gowanus Canal. You go down to the corner bakery and buy 15 cents worth of broken cookies. And then you sit on your fire escape, which I call my patio. And incidentally, I happen to have one of the biggest patios in Brooklyn. Gee, Brooklyn sounds like a fascinating place. Were you born there? Yes, my boy. I was born in 1916, right next door to room 1917. (laughs) I had the usual number of parents, one of each sex. As my father nervously paced the floor, he said, gee, I hope it's a boy or a girl. And then I was born. When my father saw me for the first time, he said, and so I was born. I was a sickly infant and had to suck my thumb through a tube. Now, isn't that ridiculous? (laughs) And with each passing year, I grew older and older. Soon I began my carefree school days. Uh, Quiet, children. Quiet. We'll now have a lesson in arithmetic. Jackie Gleason. Yes, ma'am. If you had a dollar and I took half, what would I have? A fractured skull. What's the matter with you, Jackie Gleason? Don't you like me? Don't I like you? Are you kidding? Didn't I carve my initials in your forehead yesterday? (laughs) And so my school days were over. I soon became a broad-beamed, husky young... What does broad-beamed mean? (laughs) I soon became a broad-beamed, husky young man. And my eyes were turned to a new horizon. Broadway. Jackie, you been to see the new burlesque show yet? No, my father told me there were things in the burlesque show I shouldn't see. Yeah? Yeah. 
But last night I sneaked out of the house and I went. Did you see anything you shouldn't see? Yeah, my old man. <laughs> but Jackie Gleason's destiny was not to be denied. The theater called and he answered. Soon he received his first speaking part on Broadway. Peanuts, popcorn, cracker jacks, get your programs here. Can't tell the show And then, at long last, success came to Jackie Gleason. In April 1944, he became the comedy star of the Broadway musical hit, Follow the Girls. Say, Jackie, what are you doing, Follow the Girls? Follow the Girls, my boy. Follow the Girls. I'll be over tomorrow to help you catch one. Huh? <laughs> You're such a boy. Uh, have another marshmallow. I'd love to, but I can't sing with a marshmallow in my mouth. Oh, that's right. Well, I'll eat it myself. Mm. Uh, go ahead and sing something, Andy. Go ahead. <laughs> This word so sweet that I repeat means I adore you. Amor, amor, my love. Would you deny this heart that I have placed before you? I can't find another word with meaning so clear My lips try to whisper sweeter things in your ear But somehow or other nothing sounds quite so dear As this soft caressing word I know Que palomas mensajeras de luz Saber que tus besos se quedaron en ti Haciendo en tus labios la señal de la cruz Amor, amor, amor Nació de ti, nació de mí en esperanza Amor, amor, mi amor Nació de Dios para los dos Nació del alma Salute to the states. Today, all over America, 
people are becoming more conscious of the state they're in. So tonight we bring you the first of our tributes to the states. Tonight we salute the state of New York, the Empire State, the richest and most populated in the Union. 14 million people, larger than the entire population of a Cecil B. DeMille production. <laughs> the history of New York began in 1624 when a band of gallant Dutch arrived in the New World. Their leader, Captain Hendrick Hudson, speaks. Well, this must be the place. <laughs> uh, Captain Hudson, did you pay the fare for all these people? No. No, they all came Dutch. <laughs> By the way, are all the boats in Isaac? All except that one with those noisy people. Ah, yeah, those Dodgers last again. <laughs> And so Hendrick Hudson and his gallant crew discovered the island which the Indians call Manhattan. As they sail up the beautiful river that flows along its shores, Captain Hudson says, Well, boys, now that we've discovered the river, what shall we name it? Mm, let's call it the Mississippi. No, no, there's a river down south by that name. Uh, uh, le let's name it after the old man. I... <laughs> what kind of Dutch is that you're doing? <laughs> Would you take that again, please? Uh, let's, let's name it after the old man. Now, let's see. How would that sound? Old Man River. No, that would never become popular. I've got it. Let's name the river after my wife. Why? Because she's got a big mouth, too. Let's name it after you, Cotton Hudson. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, come on. Oh, no, don't name it after me. All right, then, let's call it something else. But are you a wise guy? In the years that followed, New York grew and prospered. First under Dutch rule, later under the British. <laughs> Thus, through the years, New York became the great empire state, land of towering cities and thriving communities. Today, in the North, we find that phenomenon of nature... Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls, where we hear the quaint call of the natives. Good night. Good night. <laughs> and so we say goodbye to Niagara Falls and move southward to Rochester. Yes, sir, Mr. Benny. And on to Yonkers. Yonkers, where we listen to the activity of that busy, thriving, bustling metropolis. Hello, Zeke. No, Esri. Well, come on, get in. Let's go. <laughs> and so we leave Yonkers and proceed to the cultural center of the state, Brooklyn. <laughs> Through the years, the true refinement and dignity of Brooklyn has been misrepresented to the world due to a misunderstanding. Many people have been led to believe that the natives of Brooklyn speak this way. Hey, might will get a load of this joke. But this is a foul lie. This is the way they really speak. Hey, might will get a load of this joke. Thus, New York State. In 1624, an unsettled wilderness. In 1944, a monument to the industry and ingenuity of its founders, standing on the threshold of a still greater future. 
Hendrik Hudson. What do you think of your state now? You know something? That Niagara Falls must be a wonderful place. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Russell recalls a tender memory of spring as he sings the very lovely, I'll Remember April. This lovely day will lengthen into evening. We'll sigh goodbye to all we've ever had. Alone, where we have walked together I'll remember April and be glad I'll be content you love me once in April your lips were warm and love and entertained our troops overseas. Edgar has spent this summer making things brighter for our boys in the Army and Navy hospitals over here. His current hospital tour has brought him east for a short stopover, enabling him to be with us this evening. Edgar Bergen. Uh, thank you, Les. You know, I'm very happy to be here, especially to welcome Jackie Gleason to radio. Now, wait a minute, Edgar. Radio's nothing new to me. no. Why, I was the guy who introduced John to his other wife. <laughs> yes, I know, Jackie, but uh, we all have a lot to learn. You see, radio is a great medium of entertainment. It brings education, music, news, drama, and comedy to millions of people. But like everything else, <laughs> like everything else, you know, it has its pitfalls. Has its pitfalls. <laughs> uh, exactly what do you mean by pitfalls? Mm. <laughs> Why, when I think that not many years ago The boys used to call me Curly Bergen <laughs> Now look at me Yeah Yes, Jackie, I envy your thick crop of black hair But after you're on radio for a few years Oh uh, You mean after a while I'll look like 
Jack Benny, yes. <laughs> uh, wait a minute, Edgar. Look at Fred Allen. He has all his hair. I know, but that's just it, Jackie. It doesn't strike everyone in the same place. Oh. Have you seen Fred Allen's eyes lately? No. <laughs> well, it's because he keeps them in those bags. <laughs> Well, just the same, I'll take my risk. Someday I'd like to be half the comedian you are. Well, thank you. Thank the wooden half. <laughs> Edgar, I don't think it's fair the way Charlie makes fun of your age. Why, you're a comparatively young man and you're very attractive. Well, thank you, Patsy. Oh, any girl would be happy to go out with a fellow like you. Why, well, I have no idea you felt that way. I don't. I'm trying to get a guy to take my grandmother to the Copacabana. I know. <laughs> see what I mean, Jackie? Yeah, I see what you think. Edgar, I understand you're going to introduce a new character on your program this season. Yes, when we go back on the air in September, a little lady will take her place in the family alongside of Charlie McCarthy and Mortimer Snurry. We haven't a name for her yet, but we've received over 2,000 suggestions from friends who've written in. Well, what's she like, Edgar? Well, she's a bachelor girl. She's in her middle flirties. Mm. <laughs> How old is that? Well, she says she's, she's pushing 40, but uh, confidentially, I think she made it. <laughs> <laughs> but she's very good-natured with a sparkling, mischievous look in her eye, and she's confided in me that she's interested in men. And I asked her what type of a man she prefers, and... She said, first of all, he must be a man. And after that, it isn't very important. Uh, she said all that to you, huh? Yes, that's what she said, yeah. Boy, what a racket this guy's got. He talks to himself and blames it on somebody else. <laughs> Maybe I ought to become a ventriloquist. Mm -hmm. Well, it isn't very easy, Jack. You know, it, it takes years of practice and hard work. Why, I remember how I used to stand in front of a mirror for hours. Well, where there's no suffering, there's no art. <laughs> Edgar. Edgar, is it true that ventriloquism is more than 3,000 years old? Yes, Les. One of the first known ventriloquists was a Greek philosopher named Eurycles. Sounds like an eyewash. No. Yeah, I've heard that ventriloquists were even found up among the Eskimos. Well, they weren't actually found up there. They were chased up there. <laughs> Just how would I go about becoming a ventriloquist, Edgar? Well, first, let us, uh, let us define the word ventriloquism. Mm? Yes. Mm. Let's do that. <laughs> it comes from the Latin, loqua, meaning to speak. Ventro, meaning stomach. Therefore, speaking from the stomach. That should be easy for me. <laughs> In fact, it puts you way out in front. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, could you teach me how to do it? I should love to, Jackie. Of course, there is a small fee. Small fee? Yes. You mean I have to pay you to keep my mouth shut? Yes. <laughs> no wonder McCarthy is always squawking about a 75 cents allowance. You pinch a nickel so hard, the pluribus laps over the unum. Oh. <laughs> All right, then, being that it's you, Jackie, I'll make an exception. For you, it will be nothing. Now, the first thing you have to learn is the ventriloquial groan. The ventriloquial groan? Yes. Uh, what's that? Well, it's really a cultivated grunt. Listen. Are you in pain? No. <laughs> That's it. Now you try it. Uh, that's the ventriloquial... Yes. I try it? Mm. All right. Uh, 
You call that a cultivated grunt? That's as much as I can run a plow through, yes. <laughs> well, you're missing the whole idea, that's all. Just the whole idea, Jackie. I'll show you how to do it. I'll throw my voice to the basement. Well, be careful. I have some things hanging up to dry. <laughs> you do your own little dainties? Uh, no washing, just mm -hmm. rinsing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be careful of them. Now, here goes my voice to the basement. Hey, Joe. What do you want, Bergen? What are you doing down there? Well, shoveling coal. Now, you do it, Jackie. Gee, that's wonderful. All right, I'll take a crack at it. Uh, hey, Joe, what time is it? <laughs> hey, Joe, what time is it? Oh, what's the matter? He didn't answer. Someone must have closed the cellar door. <laughs> Thanks, Edgar, for being with us. It was swell of you. It was a pleasure, Jackie, and lots of luck to you. Well, Edgar, you'll be on your way back to the coast tomorrow, and I suppose you'll be appearing at more hospitals out there. Well, I hope to. Good night. Visit RileyandKimmy.com to connect on social media and for archived podcasts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.